As Michigan's most powerful and influential voice for business, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce stands ready to serve you. Go to mychamber.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com to learn more now. Uh, this is Christine McDonald. I'm a reporter at the Free Press. Um, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good. Good. I'm okay. Um, is this a good time um, to talk? Or? Okay, great. Well, I just wanted to give you a little idea of what I was doing. So a couple of weeks ago, I got some calls from people who were trying to get their uh, family members out of the Wayne County Jail, and um, they had already paid the bond. And it was, in this case, one of them was like seven days, eight days. And then the other person, um, I think, I want to say two weeks. Um, so they had paid the bond. The judge, you know, ordered the amount of tether. Um, you know, I wanted to talk with some folks who have been affected because I know people, you know, could lose their jobs, you know, with this additional time. I lost, and, yeah, I lost a lot of everything. I lost kind of- I lost kind of like my career. Oh, God, I'm sorry. In fall of 2020, Paige Cheatham found herself stuck in the Wayne County Jail with her bond already paid, but unable to leave. You can hear her on the phone here with Free Press investigative reporter Christine McDonald telling her story of what happened and the impact on her life. It's stories like this that led McDonald and fellow reporter Joe Guillen to probe into an ongoing concern in Wayne County tied to delays in fitting GPS tethers. You might know them best as ankle bracelets. While officials are defending the delays and saying instances we know of are unique circumstances, those with eyes on the justice system say it raises major red flags and questions. People being held, like Cheatham, often haven't been convicted yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a, it's about fundamental rights of people who are accused of crimes, innocent until proven guilty. Does that matter? I mean, are we holding to that as we should be? I'm Kerry Jr. the second, and this is On the Line. The I-team, the the illustrious I-team at the Detroit Free Press. Fantastic. Um, so you two have been reporting on a situation in Wayne County that's been keeping people in jail longer. Uh, can you tell us what's going on? Yeah. So it is kind of odd that we were working the st- same story at the same time. Uh, that's Free Press reporter Christine McDonald again speaking with us this week about her ongoing project with Joe Guillen. The two are members of our investigative team, also known as the I-Team. Yeah, I had gotten a random email from a reader who said she was having trouble getting her uh, significant other out. Um, She had paid bond. He was in jail facing some charges, and uh, they were going on seven days. Um, So that's when I started looking into this and uh, made some calls and and began learning about uh, this backlog. I got a tip of someone who had some issues with the tether unit um, in Wayne County. Joe Guillen. So we kind of like teamed up. And basically what it boils down to is people who are charged with crimes um, and fit, have conditions where they are to be released on bond after they meet those you know, usually financial requirements, they have to post a a dollar amount um, and they are to be fitted with a tether before they are actually released from jail. There was a lag, days long, more than a week in some cases where 
their actual release from jail was delayed. So that delay can have profound impacts on those people's lives. So in reality, it was an issue of, you know, fundamental rights of the accused. For those who, who uh, aren't familiar, what is a tether? It's a, you know, a monitoring device. It, people, you know, nickname it the ankle bracelet in, in general cases, just locates you electronically, right? Uh, the sheriff's office is wanting to, you know, make sure you don't try to contact that alleged victim or, um, uh, or may stay away from another area that they don't want you in before you're, um, you face trial, essentially. Nowadays, judges are calling for use of a tether a lot more than before. The use of tethers have exploded. You know, prior to the pandemic, you only had about uh, about 600, between six and 700 people on tethers, uh, most facing charges. And now we're at almost 1,700. At one point uh, last year, it was at 1,800. So it's a huge jump, almost three times the number of people. That's largely because officials have been trying to keep people out of shared confined spaces due to COVID-19. But McDonald tells us the change also comes from pushes for criminal justice reform and pressure on judges to keep those charged with nonviolent offenses out of jail. In a jail in Wayne County, um, notably, that has horrible conditions historically. Could you elaborate more on the jail conditions? Well, I know, Joe, you researched a little bit about it, but there was a case filed in the 70s by inmates um, originally about how bad the the system was. That case um, was successful, and there were a a number of orders that came out of that case. Staffing numbers had to be a certain uh, at a certain point, and um, and again, the conditions. You know, uh, Joe, help me out there. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a report in 2015 that the Free Press did with a visit to the jail where they, with our own eyes, we saw um, problems with medical equipment, stench of urine, body odor, um, overcrowding, malfunctioning fire, fire alarm systems. I think, Christine, you, may, you heard something about uh, cold temperatures. I mean, these are winter months and nobody has really disputed these. So going back to the issue of how many people are out on Tether, we're, we, our story looked at a specific issue and how the delay affects people who are put on Tether, but there is a much broader argument and debate over whether these programs are appropriate at all, whether there should be these surveillance programs. So it is kind of um, important to keep that broader question in mind about, you know, are Tether programs, are they effective tools um, for public safety? Because we talked to some, you know, mass incarceration opponents who argue that there really is no proof that these tether programs work at all. But the tether program is in place in Wayne County and getting a lot more used in programs in, say, Oakland or Macomb. And as for the delays, McDonald and Guillen found multiple stories of folks who hadn't been released yet after posting bond because they were required to get a tether, but jail staff hadn't been able to fit them with one yet. I think the union has been some of the most vocal and critical um, of of the problem, saying that they really feel that the unit uh, has been stripped, uh, and that's part of the problem of why that there's such a backlog. So that's uh, you know one of the the main reasons why you know at least the union officials are saying that there's a problem. 
the sheriff's office acknowledges there's a delay. There's uh, Chief Dunlap, or Robert Dunlap runs the jails. He's acknowledging there are some cases that take longer when there are complications. There's a broad potential list of complications. We talked about like, um, you know, if you face charges in another county, let's say the, the individual, uh, you know, has a warrant up in the UP and um, uh, for whatever, and that has to be resolved. And um, because the whole point is you don't want to um, endanger the public if you if you have somebody facing a crime elsewhere, right, um, is their argument. And that other complications could be, we talked about the victim or um, uh, getting a victim's address, putting that into the computer, making sure that that is a no-go zone, you know, on that, t- on that tether. Even so, Right now, we don't actually know the extent of the issue, just the stories of the impact. Sheriff's office says that those are outliers and that the average time now has gone from 48 hours to 72 hours, but we don't have any data right now to back that up. And that's something that we're pursuing so we can actually get that answer. They wouldn't give us the data right when we asked them on the spot. So we had to put in a Freedom of Information Act request to get the data to see if they are in fact outliers or if this is a much broader problem, which taken into account all these other perspectives and opinions from people not charged with crimes, but who are in the know, it looks like it is a much bigger problem than just a few outliers. After the break, we hear from Paige Cheatham again, learn what officials have to say and discuss how you can help with this ongoing investigation. As Michigan's leading statewide business advocacy organization, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce is on the job every day standing up for job providers in the legislative, political, and legal arenas. We are the unified voice of thousands of members who employ over one million Michiganders. We work with trade associations and local chambers of commerce of every size and kind in all 83 counties of the state. We know business in Michigan. Learn more today about how we can protect, connect, and strengthen your business. Whether that's advocating on your behalf at the Capitol, helping meet your informational training and networking needs, or boosting your bottom line visibility and voice, we're on the job for you. Make my chamber your chamber. Go to mychamber.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com, to learn more now. And we're back, talking with investigative reporters Christine McDonald and Joe Guillen about a tether delay. It's preventing people who are supposed to be out on bond from being released from jail. How does this impact the lives of the inmates and their families? You know, the, the hardest part of the reporting is, is to, you know, finding folks who are affected directly by this, who would be willing to, you know, share um, that with us and being on the record, meaning, you know, their name would be included in that. Um, because obviously a lot, this is a traumatic experience if somebody's facing charges, it's upending their life other people in the justice system, lawyers, bail bond agents, um, you know, unions representing jail staffers. Everyone knew what we were talking about. Everyone knew about the delay. Um, It's just, as Christina said, very difficult to humanize the issue 
when sharing your story is, you know, potentially embarrassing or it could affect your job or, or whatever. You know, we talked to a one woman who had a series of delays in, in getting a tether too. Um, and she talked about how it kind of made a bad situation worse, right? You were talking about, you were talking about Paige, correct? Yeah, Paige. Yeah. She's a young mom, a 24-year-old Detroit woman who has four children. Her first encounter with Wayne County Jail, she was in for an additional four days after her mom paid her bond. And then in the second time... For the same case. She ended up having her bond increased during a court hearing uh, by a judge. And um, after that court hearing, she she remained about another six days. Officials have argued her second stay was shorter than six days. My mom kept calling up there. My mom and my sister kept calling up there wow. every single day. Um, and they just kept telling me she's not on the list. She's not on the list today. Wow. She's not on the list today. She's not on the list today. Call back tomorrow. My mom will call back tomorrow. She's like, well, they're not answering the phone. So you'll have to wait until um, the people come around to see who, if, if anybody names is called. Yeah. And that was really frustrating, especially frustrating for her because she had already been on a tether and i went in there on tether and i was just waiting on another tether so that was like wow. dumb shit ever, like. and she ended up um losing a lot of work because she couldn't get out of the facility you know had to wait several days like i said a, a bad situation worse she missed her son's uh four-year-old's birthday and she ended up having to move in with her sister in part because of these this uh time in in jail um you know the sheriff department we did ask them for a response about why why she was waited so long you know um beyond that normal you know typical 72 hours and they said you know that they were happy overall with um, that turnaround time because she was facing such uh, uh, serious charges that they wanted to make sure that um, things like, you know, having a victim's address in the system that where she could not go, you know, those are some of the additional complications that come with that. Cheatham faces charges including assault with intent to murder, but maintains her innocence. Meanwhile, Robert Dunlap, the chief of jails and court operations for Wayne County, did respond to the investigative team's reporting on the matter. He actually addressed their story during a public meeting. Last week, Dunlap and um, a number of attorneys, defense attorneys, spoke with the county commission. Unfortunately, there is so much of what really goes on that did not make it into that story. He said there is a backlog across the criminal justice system in America. We currently have about 300 plus individuals that have been waiting to go to trial for now two and a half years. Okay. That backlog is not because of the Wayne County Sheriff's Office, just like, you know, any backlog or delay with Tether. He also went on to say, you know, it is my firm belief that not only do we run the largest and best Tether operation in the state of Michigan and probably the country, uh, we have some very hardworking individuals that are assigned to the day-to-day operation and management of that unit. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. But are we close? Certainly, as I stated, we are probably the very best as demonstrated by the confidence of the court to continue to place people on our uh, tether program. 
And Dunlap said, you know, part of the issue is explaining to folks, educating folks about the process, knowing that that it is a difficult process that you that can be lengthy because of those complications we talked about. Processing all those folks can take time is what he said that they've got to educate folks about. But, you know, to the people who are stuck in jail and have no idea why they're still there, even after their loved ones have paid bond, it's, it's little consolation. You know, they just want to know when they're getting out. As for the I-team, they're just getting started with this story. I mean, um, I think it's always difficult to bridge the anecdotal with the full picture. Joe Guillen. And it's especially difficult in this case when we're not getting the full picture from the sheriff's office when we're asking for it. They were giving us the full picture on certain aspects, how the unit works, things like that. But when it comes came to providing us current data with how things are act, you know, how things are working in terms of the delay, for example, give us some hard information on what is the average delay. Uh, we were not given that. And even down to the number of deputies working in the tether unit, staffing in the tether unit, they would not provide that information. Dunlap has said his department has tripled the amount of staff budgeted since the pandemic began. But the I-team is seeking specifics. What are the questions do you all have with this case? We have a lot. And what we hope to look at is the overall pandemic delay that's uh, on the criminal justice system and how have folks been affected. You know, we've heard uh, from a lot of folks that people are waiting years for trials at this point and have been in in the jail for more than two years. So we want to take a deeper look at that. We've touched on the, the cost and the impact of being on a tether uh, financially to people. And, and we want to take a closer look at, you know, who's profiting uh, the companies that are, that are, um, contracting with the county on this. And so this is a new area for Joe and I to, to delve into. And we're interested because we think it really has affected a lot of people that don't normally have a voice a lot of times, unfortunately. So um, we hope to get deep into this. Uh, any other questions, Joe, that you might have for this case on top of that? No, I think, uh, I think Christine really did a good job of explaining the unanswered questions. Um, she nailed that. But if we could offer one more, it's to you, our listeners. McDonald and Guillen want to talk to folks dealing with issues in the criminal justice system. Have you been directly affected, not just by Tether, but the delay in the criminal justice system, you know, the pandemic delay? I think that's the umbrella that we're kind of looking at. Give McDonald a call at 313-418-2149 if you have a story to share. All right. Well, with that, I want to say thank you both, uh, Joe Guillen, uh, Christine McDonald, for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, I just really appreciate you all taking the time. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. This episode was produced by me and Darcy Moran with help from Tad Davis. Anjanette Delgado and Marianne Struman are our executive producers and Peter Batia is our editor. The music for the show is called Fort Trumbull and was produced by DJ Lost Boy. Thanks for listening. And if you like the show, leave a rating, subscribe, share with your friends, and we'll see you next week.